Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of You Press Play Sports. I'm your host and business manager, Richard Pereira. Joining me today is sports editor Bryce Totes and staff writer Kevin Garcia. What's up, guys? How's it been going? I know it's been a good weekend for sport for FU sports fans. Yeah, this yeah doing all right. Okay. This weekend was pretty good. Um, I know we'll talk about it a little more in depth, but uh, more to come from. Uh, and overall, just pretty good week. Yeah, we before we start getting to the good stuff, we do have to talk about some uh, rough patches, especially on FU basketball. Starting off with the men's, they hosted two games on Thursday and Saturday against North Texas and Middle Tennessee. Uh, against North Texas, they, they tried the best they could. They were pretty much doing everything they could defensively, but couldn't come out with a win as they lost 50, 54 to 51 against a very good North Texas squad and uh, might have disappointed themselves on Saturday when they lost 87 to 79 to Middle Tennessee. So, guys, what, what do you think happened that caused the team to lose in the way they did uh, last week? Oh, when it comes to North Texas, they're one of the top-ranked defenses in Division One basketball. So, I, that naturally, that was a tough contest. Uh, scoring really was was an issue for them. They just they, they couldn't get anything going on the offensive side. I believe it was um, uh, John Carlo Rosado who led the team in scoring with only ten points, and that that's kind of tough when all your starters are in single digits. There's just no way you can win that that kind of. You, there's no way you can win a game with that kind of performance. Yeah, I mean, overall, the North Texas game, it was pretty good throughout. Um, it was highly competitive. Yeah, as though they had themselves in a 10-point deficit early on in the second half, and it was just too much to come back from against that amazing North Texas defense. Um, they had a great run late, had a chance to tie it up, maybe sent it to overtime, but that number one defense held their own. And then against Middle Tennessee, you know, it's they were feeling – they were feeling it after losing two straight and then playing a contender to win the East division of conference USA was just a tough battle. Uh, we'll see if they can bounce back in the next game. Yeah. The, the offense for FU really struggled against North Texas though. The defense held, got kept the game very close, even though FAU shot uh, 37% from the field total and only one player scoring in double digits, which was uh, John Carlo Rosado with 10 points. And pretty much everybody struggled from the get in the game against North Texas. And then you look at Middle Tennessee, where their offense was better, but the defense wasn't as good as it could have been. So it's very tough losses for the men's as they pretty much uh, lost their chance at possibly winning the East Division in Conference USA. But they still have a chance to uh, at least have a top spot, uh, like closer to a top spot in the East Division. As next week, they will take on Old Dominion and Charlotte on the road for Thursday and Saturday. A Thursday at 7 on ESPN Plus, and of course on ESPN Plus against Charlotte on Saturday, February 26th at 4 p.m. So hopefully they can steal some road wins and they can be back on track and be as good as they can be as they were earlier in the season. Moving on to men's basketball, we have women's basketball and what can I say? Um, if, you, if you're going to keep scoring under 50 points, there's pretty much no way you're going to be able to actually win a game. And they're on another long losing streak, uh, losers of six, seven straight. And it's, it's just been very tough for women's basketball. They get suffered 
back-to-back blowouts to North Texas and Middle Tennessee, 76-45 and 72-49. So what do you think has to change so the women's team can end their regular season on a good note? At this, is, at this point in the season, I don't think there is going to be an end on the right note. Um, with the way things are going right now, we might not see another victory this season. Um, it's a bold take, I know, but they've just been struggling all season. Um, they're struggling to put up points, and you don't see – for me, I don't see good chemistry on the court with players. So I don't know what it, what's going on with the team, but I think they need to put, go, path, go past this season, and it's a tough way to end – uh, career for a lot of these seniors yeah it, it's like it's it's been it's been tough it's a tough break I, I think honestly at this point it's time to evaluate and start looking towards next season see what talent they can bring in who's going to stay and see what they have going forward that that's really like the I guess the the goal now at this point the season's lost already they're what five and 20 now on the season one and 13 in conference play like that's it's just it's it's a uh, disappointing to say the least yeah, it's been very rough. They're currently bottom of the East Division, probably uh, the lowest ranked team in all in all Conference USA. And while they will still make the Conference USA tournament, regardless of what happens, the the expectation should be a first round exit with the way they've been playing, uh, with an offense that keeps scoring under fifty points for like what seven eight times throughout an entire season. There's just not much you can say other than it's a lot of. Uh, disappointing performances back to back so they do host two games this week against against uh old dominion and charlotte at like the men's but hosting the thursday game in particular against old dominion we'll see a uh, former owl iggy allen return to the borough so oh she might have herself a time but i'm uh looking at it right now i don't think fau will have a good time even though a former owl who helped them a lot last year will come back to the borough. Yeah, I, I expect people who are going to be at that game that remember how much Iggy Allen did for FAU might give her a standing ovation. Um, it, it'll be exciting to see her, but, you know, she's going to want revenge again over FAU. But, yeah, uh, hopefully the women's can get a winner, winner too, though it's – pretty unlikely because Charlotte and Old Dominion do have very solid records in the East Division over FAU, who is obviously at the bottom right now. So we'll see what happens then. And moving on from the rough patches, we have a good start for FAU baseball, who began the season with a four-game set against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, after losing the season opener on Friday, 9-1, to the Owls bounced back to win three straight, just obliterating the Golden Gophers, on, especially on offense. So, guys, uh, how do you evaluate the way the baseball baseball guys uh, started in their season? Uh, for me, the I, I would say the biggest takeaway has been uh, the addition of Gabriel Rincones Jr. He made his impact, like, felt really quickly. Three home runs, 10 RBIs on five hits. Like, that's, that's crazy for a four-game series. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was uh, – it was tough to see that first loss of the season, but they responded to it and they came back and won three in a row. Now they just have to look ahead to Miami, top 25 opponent. That's, I mean, that's one of the biggest games on the calendar this year. So it's, uh, they have to start hot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, that first game was really rough. It felt like there was no energy in the team, uh, especially after that third inning. Um, but moving on to the next few days, they found their rhythm. They found their cohesiveness. They got it together. They found firepower on offense. They limited the amount of errors they had compared to the first game. And like you said, Kevin, the addition of Gabriel Rinconas Jr. is a huge one, especially knowing that he has already been drafted by an MLB team. So we've seen a lot of firepower on this team. And I think that they're going to be looking to hit a lot of home runs. Um, I found it very intriguing that on February 20th of this year, there was a grand slam and (laughs) compare that to last year, February 20th, there was two grand slams in the same inning. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Yeah. I attended Sunday's game and the team pretty much played what I, how I expect them to play like with a lot of energy with a lot of offense and a lot of batting, hitting that ball in into the field. And Jalen DeBose, who won a CSA Hitter of the Week, uh, thanks to his performance on Sunday in particular, he had a two-run home run and, uh, and a hit to left field that gave him three, three runs for, for FAU. And he deserves the award, and props to him. And props to Armando Albert for hitting a grand slam that pretty much cemented FAU's victory on Sunday and pretty much uh, gave FU the momentum they needed to clinch the series altogether. So great start for the FU baseball team. And they do continue their season. They do play their first road game of the season, as you mentioned, Kevin, against the Miami Hurricanes on Wednesday at 6 p.m. So good luck to them trying to beat a top 25 team, though they are more than capable of doing it because they have beaten Miami before and they do have a good chance to do it again. And after Miami, they do have a three-game set against the University of Delaware on Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at noon. And Delaware is not somebody to be, not not a team to be underestimated, as they have beaten a top-five team in the country in Notre Dame. So, got to keep an eye out on that one. So, and how do you think... uh, uh, what's the general consensus of FAU baseball as we go deeper into the season? No, FAU baseball is consistent every year. Um, they're a good team. They're always put up their upcoming game against Miami. They always put up a good fight against Miami anytime they play them. Um, you know, they have beaten them in the past, so I'm expecting a nice game tomorrow uh, between the two. Uh, as we approach conference play, though, I think, you know, down the road, that's going to be where you'll really see FAU shine and they'll really, you know, start to cement that solid record. Uh, they have some decent series before then um, with hard opponents, but they'll find a way to at least win one of those games, I think, in every single series. Yeah, for sure. And uh, moving on from FU Sports, we move on to a relatively short uh, national sports section, and it will be about the NBA, uh, who just recently had All-Star Weekend with the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest, though there are obviously some question marks about the slam dunk contest because a lot of the negativity on that one. And then a thriller of an all-star game, which saw LeBron knock down a game winner in Cleveland. So it's it's yeah, like oh, LeBron it's- stole the game winner from Steph Curry in order to, so Anthony Davis could keep his all-time scoring record in all-star games of 50 points. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> but yeah uh saw a lot of negativity towards the the dunk contest as 
we did see Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks win it. Um, hey. I don't know if that will be the only thing New York wins this season, but hey, at least it's something they get to have. That, that'll be the only thing the Knicks will win in my lifetime. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> um, I, I can't see the Knicks doing anything as long as James Dolan is the owner. So they, they better enjoy this dunk contest win while they got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think could be done within the dunk contest? Because uh, from what I've heard, there were no 50s at all throughout any of the dunks. There wasn't. No. Get rid of it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was so bored after Jalen Green. He attempted a dunk like eight times, um, Jalen Green did. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar literally left in the middle of the dunk contest. God. Oh. Shaq was mad. Like, it's just get rid of it. There's no point in having it. If, if like, it, nobody wants to be in it, you know, it's all rookies and young players. Like, nobody of significance. They've been trying to get John Moran to do it. They try to get Zion to do it. LeBron won't do it. Like, I, I don't think there's any point in even having it at this stage. Um, I know that uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take mentioned that, uh, mentioned a pretty good idea, to be honest, about having the best dunkers from not in the not just in the nba but like all over the country uh like uh get a group of like a couple of dunkers together like who can actually dunk they don't have to play in the nba but they can dunk because this is a slam dunk contest so it could open up the the playing level and generate more excitement so i do find the idea of bringing uh dunk people who can dunk that are not in the nba in the slam dunk contest to be appealing and what would you guys think about uh, expanding the dunk contest to have those type of uh, dunkers? I like the idea of having the NBA slam dunk contest. So they would have to relabel it to something else and not just name it NBA slam dunk contest. But what do you guys think about like like a, a one-on-one tournament? You know, you say you have like John Morant versus like Chris Paul or something like that. I feel like that, that'd be a cool idea or something to change it up, man. I, I don't know. I, I feel like a one-on-one would be, it wouldn't be enough because um, you'd have to have multiple of those. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe a two-on-two or a three-on-three would be pretty cool though because you can get more names and faces in there. Yeah, it may, maybe some bigger name guys will want to do that too. So that would that'd be cool. Yeah, like if we're gonna if they're gonna do like one on ones, two on twos, or three on threes, they might have to do a little uh, mini bracket, like uh, so it can be a little more or- organized, and uh, they will generate more interest from the fans about, hey, this sound this these matchups sound pretty cool. I wonder how this trio would match up against this trio, like for example, or duo against another duo, or this player against said player, and so and so, so. It, they are good ideas, and um, I don't know if the slam dunk contest will be the same as it was a years past, like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, for example, and a thriller of a dunk contest between uh, Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr., which was very fun. I had a lot of fun with that dunk contest in particular, but we'll see what happens with the slam dunk contest and whether it be uh, uh, changed in a bit or they actually expand the playing level of allowing people who can dunk the ball, like like throw down emphatic dunks, like be creative. And it's not just NBA players just, hey, let me see what I can do with this dunk. And they fail multiple times as, as it was seen from this dunk contest. But hey, uh, 
good at having new new ideas come into the fold uh, and can really improve the All Star Weekend as a whole. And um, with that, that'll be it for this episode of You Press Play Sports. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. Click the bell to keep up with notifications from us. Also, be sure to go on upressonline.com to keep up with news, sports, and more content alike. To follow us on Twitter, it's for me, at Rich26Pereira, for Bryce, at Bryce Totes, and for Kevin, at KevinGar658. Thanks for watching, and have a great day.